And good morning, church. Welcome to our video service from Ferris Church of Christ. Uh, let me start this morning with some bad news. We got news Thursday that one of our former ministers and close friend to many, Brother Ray Merritt, passed away and gone on to his eternal reward. When I say bad news, that's bad news for us because we love our brother and miss him, but tremendous news for him to now join his friends in glory. We also learned Thursday that Rock Lake Christian Assembly had to cancel their 2020 uh, camping program. Please pray for the camp. This is going to put much, much difficult financially and otherwise on them. And of course, also with all of the flooding going on in the state, in Midland and other areas and people losing their homes and their businesses and making it very hard on them. Also, we even know that in our area, farmers' uh, land it, it is so full of water that they can't get on the land uh, as they want to. So be in prayer for all of these people. Again, I want to thank those who have had a part in making our service possible this morning to Mike Wilson for a wonderful tribute for Memorial Day, to Gerald Hall for our communion meditation, to Cody, Brenda, and Monica for a great song service and a patriotic songs, and of course for Karen and Betsy for their technical savvy to make our video services work. Most of you know by now that by next week we hope to be having services in our building. Uh, if you haven't gotten a letter yet about our recommendations and the things that need to be done to prepare for such a uh, service, uh, you will be getting one in the mail here in the next few days. Uh, but remember, we're going to be starting at 10.30. There will be no Bible school. There will be no nursery services. There will be no junior church. So uh, please take note of that. Also, there's work to be done in the parsonage, painting and cleaning up in and around the parsonage. And Gerald and his crew could use help. So if you are available, uh, please let them know. I read recently that somebody has said, the mind is a wonderful thing. It starts working the moment that we are born and it, it quits the moment that we get up to speak in public. This morning I'd like to bring a message from Romans, the fifth chapter, the first 11 verses. Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit, which is given unto us. For when we were yet without strength, in due time Christ died for the ungodly. For scarcely for a righteous man will one die, yet preadventure for a good man some would even dare to die. But God commended his love towards us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his Son, much more, being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. 
And not only so, but we also joy in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom we now have received the atonement. Notice the progression that Paul goes through in the blessings that we have accrued through Jesus Christ and through God who has justified us. First of all, Paul says we have peace. Remember at one time we were rebellious against God, but Christ died for us and as we accept him as our Lord and Savior through his blood, the Bible tells us that we have peace. This peace gives us free access to God. It gives us high favor in the sight of our Father. Hebrews 10:19 says, we have boldness to enter into the holiest by the blood of Jesus Christ. And then it says, we rejoice or we have joy. What is our joy founded on? The hope of glory. The glory of God is why he created us. But it also says, besides glorying in the hope of glory, we also uh, rejoice or have joy in sufferings. The New Testament tells us that suffering for Christ is the normal experience of a Christian. It refines and it purifies us. In Romans 8:17, Paul puts it this, this way, and if children then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if so be that we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. If we suffer with him, we will be glorified with him in glory. And why not rejoice? His love, the love of God has made all of this possible. Very familiar scripture that we've all learned from children up. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, that the world through him might be saved. So this morning, let's look at a few of the victories that we have through God's love. And of course, when I think of victories, I think of power, athletic power, mental power, spiritual power. But power has not always been used properly by man, nor does it always give us the intended results. I read with humor a few years ago about a building that was uh, being uh, demolition in, in Detroit area for, in the free press. It was shortly before noon on a Sunday morning and a 10-story concrete structure of unknown age withstood a blast of 12 pounds of skillfully placed dynamite. Later, a 6,500-pound wrecking ball was brought in. After the dynamite was set off, a minute went by, and then five minutes, and the intensity grew, but nothing was happening. A few hours later, they thought, well, maybe we'll do it with a wrecking ball, and a 6,500-pound wrecking ball attached to a crane was brought in and began to pound on the building once, twice, up to 20 times and nothing seemed to bother the building. Finally, it was decided to go back to the drawing board. I never read whether or not that building was ever demolished. I'm sure it has been by now, but power doesn't always give the intended results. But this is not true 
of God's power. It is unlimited. With it, he created the world and our universe. Picture being in complete darkness and chaos. And then you hear a thundering voice say, let there be. Let there be light. And there was light. And again, he spoke over and over and created our world out of nothing by the power of his word. But then we see another power, an ultimate power, the power of his love as displayed through the cross of Jesus Christ and his gloriful resurrection from the dead. Paul says in Romans that it is a power of God unto salvation. There are times when we need a consoling Christ, situations that we might demand a commanding Christ, but praise God, Paul presents to us a conquering Christ. He says again in Romans, in all things we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. This morning, let us look at that victorious love and how we can be victorious in his love. First of all, we see that God's love conquered sin. What was the relationship to God that we had before this? Well, first of all, we need to stand in his love. After all, we were made to glorify God, to reflect his image, to accomplish his purposes, to do his work, to show forth his praises among men. But something spoiled that relationship, and what was that? Sin, disobedience, transgressions. And exactly what does sin do for us? Well, one of the things it does, it leaves us without strength. We have lost the principle of spiritual power when we disobey our Heavenly Father. Another thing the Bible says that when we sin, we are ungodly. God is holy. Those that follow him must follow after holiness. Having lost our strength to do good things, and we lost all our power to worship God properly when we sin. The Bible also says that sin is missing the mark, and in so doing, we multiply transgressions against God. We become enemies of God, the Bible says, and that is not a good place for us to be. So we are in a desperate situation. What do we do? Well, we have a victory. It's in the love of God through the cross of Jesus Christ. Paul says it's in the blood and shame that we behold the means of our restoration to God's favor. In verse 9 of Romans 5, we read, Much more than seeing now justified by his blood, we shall be saved from wrath through him. How wonderful. We will be saved from wrath through him. How could God be just and also justify of fire of the unloving. We mentioned earlier, John 3, 16, he loved us so much that he gave his only begotten son, that when we believe in him and are obedient to him, we have eternal life. I read in a book recently, Training the Church by S.S. Lapin, this 
quote uh, from an address supposedly from Napoleon. I know men, and I tell you that Jesus Christ is not a man. Superficial minds see in it a resemblance between Christ and the founders of empires and the gods of other religions. This semblance does not exist. And whatever other religions tell us between them and Christianity, it's infinite. Alexander, Caesar, Charlemagne, and myself founded empires. But upon what did we create for our genius to conquer these empires? We did it by force. Jesus Christ alone founded his empire upon love. And at this hour, millions of men would die for him because he loved them. I thought that was a wonderful quote from Napoleon. Uh, the power of love. God has much power. He could force us into obedience, but he doesn't want that kind of obedience. God wants obedience out of love. He loved us so much that he gave his son for us. And then we see the Christian victory over sin. Remember, we are saved from sin, not to sin. Remember the horrendousness of sin. Sin caused Adam and Eve to be banished from the garden. They had walked and talked with God in the cool of the evening, but that relationship was disrupted by their disobedience. Sin caused Cain to kill his brother and thus to become an exile. Sin caused the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah. Sin in God's eyes is not excused by saying it's a lifestyle choice. Sin is sin. Sin caused the destruction of the world in the days of Noah, wherein eight precious souls were saved. Sin caused the Israelites many times to be banished from their homeland and taken into captivity because of their disobedience and their uh, worshiping false God. Sin caused the death of an innocent son of God for our redemption. How terrible sin is. God does not take sin lightly and neither should we. Let me repeat that for emphasis. God does not take sin lightly and neither should we. Let's not have the Roman attitude towards sin. Paul explains this further as he goes on from the fifth chapter into the sixth chapter. He says, More, <coughs> excuse me, moreover the law entered that the offense might abound, but where sin abounded, grace did much more abound. Thank God for his grace. That as sin has reigned unto death, even so might grace reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. By the grace of God we are saved. But then Paul says, what shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid. How shall we that are dead to sin live in any, any longer therein? There was some thought on some of the Roman Christians that, well, if we sin, God can give us his grace. 
And the more we sin, the more we're doing God a favor because he can show us more faith. Paul says, God forbid, don't you realize that when you were baptized into Jesus Christ, you became dead to sin? Death has no more place in your life. We are separated from sin. We are dead to sin. He says that the body of sin might be destroyed and we are freed from sin when we accept Jesus Christ and are obedient to him. Another victory mentioned in Romans 5th chapter is peace. We have peace with God. Or another translation says, let us have peace. That is, let us enjoy the possession of something already attained for us by God, a peace that passeth all understanding and knowledge. God has provided for it through his love. Enjoy it. This is a frame of mind that we are trying to maintain, a peace with God. God and man at once were enemies. We were separated. But now a reconciliation has occurred and peace is the result and the reality. I read recently <clears throat> this story about a Chinese. Uh, he was at first a sorcerer, Chinese sorcerer. He was a liar, he was a gambler, and for 20 years an opium smoker. Then he was converted to Jesus Christ. He couldn't keep quiet. He had to share the joy that he found and the peace that he found through Jesus Christ. But he had much opposition. People pelted him with clods and stones and beat and stoned him and dro he drove him from one place to another. But still he could not be stopped in his proclaiming the message of Jesus Christ. Finally he was brought before a judge and he was beaten over a hundred times with a bamboo rod. As he was being treated by a Christian doctor, he said to the doctor, Teacher, this poor body be in great pain, but my inside heart be in great peace. Even under persecution, even under tribulation, even under trials, we can find peace because we are right with God. We are friends of God, the Bible tells us, what peace we have. Let's look in James, the second chapter, and the 23rd verse, James 2, 23. And the scripture was fulfilled which saith, Abraham believed God, and it was imputed unto him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. What peace being called the friend of God. Jesus says much the same thing in John 15, beginning with verse 13. John 15, beginning with verse 13. Greater love hath no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. You are my friends if you do whatsoever I command you. Henceforth I call you not servants, for the servant knoweth not what his Lord doeth. But I have called you friends, for all things that I have heard of my Father I have made known unto you. 
we have been called friends by the very Son of God himself. What peace. In Ephesians 2.14 it says, For he is our peace who hath both made both one and hath broken down the middle wall of partition between us. And then we see the victory we have is access by faith into the grace wherein we stand and re rejoice in the hope of glory, Romans 5.2. His love, or grace in this verse, gives us both access and standing, which we could never claim on our own. Christ has made this access possible. Hebrews 10.17-22 and their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Now where remission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. Having therefore, brethren, boldness to enter into the holy, holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way which he has concentrated for us through the veil, that is to say, his flesh. And having an high priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart in full assurance of faith, having our hearts sprinkled from an evil conscience and our body washed with pure water. Access. This was a regular word for introducing somebody into the presence of royalty. Christ has opened the door for us to be ushered into the presence of the King of Kings and therefore we can stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. Isn't that beautiful? When we stand in his grace justified, we are prompted to rejoice. <clears throat> we rejoice as we con contemplate the glories of God in the eternal home we are now prepared to enter. But not that alone. Bible says we can even rejoice in tribulation such love, such victory in love. Here are some of the things the Bible tells us uh, about the victories we have through the love of God. It tells us by his love we are redeemed, by his love we are made nigh to God, by his love we are reconciled to God, by his love both Jews and Gentiles are now one, by his love we are cleansed, by his love we are justified. By his love we are sanctified. That means set aside for a holy purpose. By his love we are perfected forever. By his love we have been purchased for God or bought back. By his love the sins that we committed has been nailed to the cross. By his love we have boldness to enter into the holy place. By his love we are freed from our sins. By his love we can overcome by the blood of the Lamb. By his love we have peace with God. By his love we have become part of a new covenant with God. And by his love we have been redeemed from all iniquity. Praise God for the victories that we have through his love. A young couple wanted to get out of the big city, and so they rented a mobile home in the country, far from their friends and relatives. Shortly after they moved over, a neighbor came over, invited them over for a meal. They became friends. Uh, the neighbors gave them a plot of land to grow their own garden if they liked. 
And later, because of this friendship, they were able to win them to Jesus Christ. How did they do it? By love. The love of Christ was in their life, and they needed to share that love with others. Isn't it wonderful, the victories we have through the love of Christ? But if you're outside of Christ this morning, you don't have that victory. But you can have it by accepting Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. Be buried with him in Christian baptism for the forgiveness of your sin. Rise to walk in a newness of life. And have your life flooded with the very love of God itself. If you need this and don't have it, please call the church, talk to one of the elders or one of the leaders or one of the members and take care of this matter immediately. Let us pray. Father in heaven, we are so, so, so grateful and thankful for your grace and your love to us. We're so thankful, Father, that you no longer call us enemies or servant, even servants, but you call us your friend because of the blood of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Father, for your church. We thank you, Heavenly Father, for Christian friends and fellowship and pray you would bless us. Heavenly Father, be with those who are outside of Christ this morning. May your Holy Spirit, through your word, convict them of sin, of righteousness, and of judgment to come. Father, heal our land, be with us, glorify us. In Jesus' name we ask, amen.